This is the Builder Path Podcast, where we explore how people get into their careers in the built environment. Today's guest is Doreen Bartoldis. Doreen is the Wastewater Construction Management Leader at Jacobs and the President of Nawick National. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Carter Machinery, Mid-Atlantic's full-service Caterpillar dealer. Learn more at cartermachinery.com. Welcome into the Build Your Path podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Pine, and my guest today is... I'm Doreen Bartoldis. I am the national president of National Association of Women in Construction. Doreen, uh, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, for sure. Um, so, interesting. Uh, we were, you know, had the pleasure to talk to the president of, of NAWIC National. Um, just give us an introduction, who you are, and what you, you do. Okay. Um, well, I'm a construction manager. I work for Jacobs. Um, my title is manager of projects. Mm-hmm. So I manage their CM water infrastructure projects in construction. Uh, I also supervise staff and I uh, also do a little bit of business development for them. I've been with Jacobs for the last couple of years and I've worked for other companies in the past. Um, I'm a professional engineer, a civil engineer by education. I also have an MBA in sustainable business and I have some other credentials that are not important to talk about now, but um, professional engineer, certified construction manager, and that's what I do for a living. So great. <laughs> I'm curious, how did you get to where you are now, whether it be in your early life through school? Um, where, what pathway did you follow to get to where you wanted to be? Yeah, it was, it was fairly um, non-lineal. So, uh, for engineer speak. <laughs> yeah. So um, when I graduated high school, I did not go to school right away. Um, when I was in high school, I did work some jack drafting jobs because I was kind of interested in architecture and engineering. So I did get some, you know, part-time work um, during the summers and stuff doing drafting. So I continued that after high school. I did not go to school right away. I ended up marrying very young and then divorcing very young. And I was a single mom very young. Uh, so when my daughter went to first grade is when I went back to school. But mm-hmm. in, that, in that time, I kept working for construction and contractors and doing estimating, whatever else I could do, office management, whatever else I could do without a full education. Um, so when I did go back to school, um, I was thinking architecture, but then I ended up switching and becoming engineer. Um, and then I finished, I started when my daughter was in first grade. I finished when I, she was a sophomore in high school. And through that, I was working for construction companies and sort of moving positions to other companies. When I graduated college, I ended up working for engineering companies. I did some design for a little while. Um, and I did the design because in order to get your professional engineering license, you have to do some management of design. So once I accomplished my professional engineering licenses, I got back into construction by staying with engineering companies, but becoming an inspector, a resident engineer, and then construction manager. And, you know, and here I am today. I continue doing that. <laughs> so. Yeah, you, you just talked a little bit about it. Um, being, you know, a career changer. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about how that all unfolded and, and what, you know, excuse me, and why you find that to be meaningful, what you do now. Um, well, because it was, you know, I would try anything. I get bored easy and then I would try things. And I always look to, um, being a single mom too, I was always looking to do better, you know, make a little more money, do something, but I also wanted to be happy with what I was doing. So I was always observing uh, where whatever job I was at, I was always observing other people at their jobs, thinking about what I want to do next. 
um, where I could move to next. Um, so that's that's how that kind of happened. And when I went to school, I actually took my dad's advice. He said, if you don't know what you want to take, take business first. And so I had some business background from school from my like first year of school. I took business management courses and an accounting course. Um, and then I kind of went into the architecture and then I realized that what, that wasn't what I wanted to learn. And I got some uh, career advice also from the advisor there. And he had told me, you know, you can work for somebody and continue on in civil technology, which is the courses I was taking at the community college at the time. He goes, or you can go into engineering science and become the boss. And so since I knew I wanted to be the boss someday, <laughs> I went into engineering science and became an engineer. And so I just continued on that kind of path. So now that we're actually going to use this podcast for part of our uh, upcoming blog about career changers. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any advice for people that are thinking about making a switch? Yes. Um, I think, think about what you want to do mm -hmm. and uh, what looks interesting and commit to it for some time. You know, you're not, you never, I like, I hate, I hate to use that term. You're never married to anything forever. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you do make a career change, make it for the right reasons. Make it because it's, you know, I was doing career changes, A, you know, sometimes for raises, but also for the posi position I was looking to to be a part of. So make sure it's what you're interested in. Go for it. If, it, if after a year or two, you have to figure out what it is you want to get from that position and what you want to give to the company. So any position I went into, there was things I wanted to learn. And there was also what value did I want to provide the company? I, I never left the company without, you know, I never burned bridges. I always made sure that I left behind a successful path or a succession plan of some sort. So um, that's very important too. So go in with, you know, what do I want to learn and what do I want to provide for the company? What value am I bringing? So. Yeah, I think that's really important advice, especially you just said mm -hmm. not to burn bridges because there, there may people mm -hmm. be people in your network that you need, you know, down the line. So it's definitely an important uh, concept. Yes. Um, and we've been dealing with a, a labor shortage in the construction industry for over 10 years now. Mm -hmm. um, why is construction a great industry to transition into? Oh, there, well, so many reasons. Um, one of them is it's, you know, I love being outside, but there's, there's so many different positions to be a part of. I mean, you could be, uh, if you don't have a college education like me, you could be doing estimating, you can learn a skill, you could be, go to the vocation or the trades. Um, you can go into the office, become an office manager, do or project management. You know, I have a niece who has a music degree, but she's a project manager because she learned that on her own. And, you know, she was awesome. able to make that career change. Yes. And she's doing great. She, uh, you know, she's a little torn. She loves both things, right? She loves construction. She right. loves music. So, so hopefully she continues to do both. Um, sure. Yes. So, so, and then, you know, hey, it's lucrative. I mean, um, it's been a very good career for me. It's provided me very good, uh, you know, as I got older, as I buy my own house, you know, I, I was able to get my daughter through college, paid off mm -hmm. all her bills, paid off all my bills. So, you know, that's really important to be able to support your family also. So, um, you know, and it's one of the places where women have a, a little more equity in pay. You know, we're, I think we're 89 cents on the dollar rather than the 67 cents on the dollar for construction. And hopefully that continues to change. But those are those are just several reasons. And, you know, construction is just fabulous. I love pointing at something that I, I was a part of building. You know, my father used to do that when I was young. It was probably what uh, got me getting into it. You know, yeah. he worked on all the bridges in New York. So he would point out, I did this, I did that. You know, so mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I work on wastewater treatment plants. It's a little harder to point that out and make it famous. But <laughs> so, but that's 
that's part you're being creative. That's really a big part of it. I think that's a missing piece too. And like the message that can, the construction industry puts out, like about the mm -hmm. lifestyle you can have, you know, working in construction, yes. all the different pathways that are, that are available. So that's a, that's a great point. Mm -hmm. um, talk about your involvement with NAWIC uh, and what that organization means to you. Um, these days it means everything <laughs> being mm -hmm. national president. Um, but I joined cause my company asked me to go find a woman's uh, at the time, it was like 2004, 2005, mm -hmm. and my company was looking to be diverse, and they had a, they put together a program. They asked me to be in charge of women in construction, and they said, go find a women's organization. So I, you know, I hit the research button, um, and in New York, we have several women's organizations, all great, but I found NAWIC, and I felt NAWIC was the organization that is women supporting women. They're really mm -hmm. focused. They're not politically tied. They're not, you know, so they're just women coming in, and we support each other. We build relationships. We network. Um, and you know, as I, how, how I'm here with you, with Jennifer and stuff, you know, we would build those relationships and we network and we're, yeah. we're helping each other out. So but that was really important. And, and what are some of uh, NAWIC's goals? All right. So we have, um, a mission statement and it's the association that's committed to champion women to impact the direction of the construction industry. And we provide education, community, and advocacy along the way. So that's really our goals. That's great. Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, you just mentioned pay equity for women in the construction industry is mm -hmm. better overall than compare comparably to other industries. Mm -hmm. Um, are we seeing an improvement in women in like total numbers in the construction workforce? Not as much as I would like to see. I've been around a while. My career spans a little over 40 years and, um, there are more now, but in the last decade or so, we have not moved the needle that much. We've gotten like from 10% to 11% within the industry. And we're still around three or four percent with the tradeswomen, um, so we're not there yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and last question, just as a wrap up for you: um, If women are considering a career in construction, how is the industry currently uh, evolving to be more inclusive for women? Yes, you know when I when I read this question and I was thinking about it, I remember a I had gone to an event. And it was like a, a builder's event. Um, and there was a woman who was on the panel speaking. And it was a few men and a woman. And this woman got on the panel and started talking about how you have to, like, you know, you have to be just like the guys. You have to show up for work and be on the job site from 7 to 2. You just have to, like, put in put in right. the time, you know. And, you know, and I, I did do that. And a lot of us did do that. That's why we're still here today. But... That's not what we wanted to hear. I got online. We're getting our coats at the end, and we were talking. A woman was behind me, and she said she just set us back like twenty-four years, yeah. <laughs> right? So we we're like, oh, you know. So, in a way, she did, but she didn't. Luckily, because I think construction companies are realizing they have to get a little more flexible with time. Yeah, um, but it's not just the companies; it's the unions, and yeah. they're they're all putting in new programs for diversity, family leave. Mm -hmm. All the things that make it for every better for everyone to work in construction. And I think, you know, it's making construction more equitable. I think the more you um, make it open and equitable for women, you're making it equitable for everybody who's making Because there's not just single moms out there. There's single dads, too. Right. Yeah. So um, or just single whoever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, so it's important that it, it becomes equitable for everyone. And I think construction companies are really working in that direction. Um, so, you know, like I said, flex time, family leave, um, being a little bit uh, more flexible. 
especially in the office. I know the yeah. few union times and the, you know, the work times, the production, that's a little different story, but, but they're getting better there too. Great. Um, yeah. I, I very much appreciate your time. Uh, if people want to learn more about NAWIC, um, you know, where can they go? What website can, can they go to? They just go to nawic.org, which is N-A-W-I-C.org. And they can get all the information and they can contact me anytime they want. Perfect. <laughs> thank you so much, Doreen. Uh, we really appreciate your time. Okay, Matthew, thank you. If you want to learn more about Build Your Path podcast or the built environment overall, go ahead and visit buildyourpath.org. Another big thank you to our guest, Doreen Bartoldis from NAWIC. Once again, this episode was brought to you by Carter Machinery. Build Your Path podcasts are produced by the Maryland Center for Construction, Education, and Innovation. I'm Matt Pine. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.